may be seated. Well, as I promised, um, my good friend, General Becky Halstead, has come to us from Washington State, and um, she brings a word of, of, you know, both courage and conviction. And so thank you for this encouragement that you offer, and um, I do hope that you all get to enjoy uh, just meeting a little bit of my special friend, so thank you for this. Thank you. Well, good morning. It's always a wonderful day if you can spend it in the house of the Lord, right? As we say in the Army, that would be hua, and I know there's some Marines out there, that would be oorah. And there's probably some Air Force. My dad was in the Air Force. He says, cool. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's really an honor and a privilege to be here for Veterans Day weekend because it's a special celebration. And for those of us who've served, it's a celebration of service, right? service to others. And I think that Veterans Day and, and the life of a veteran has such great parallels to the church. Because church is about service to others and service to community. And so we celebrate, though, on this particular weekend. And it's been 11 years since I've been back. I don't know if that's an indication of how well I did or didn't do. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so it's really been, although Susan and I have seen each other in person, we have not had multiple days together probably since 11 years ago. And so the last couple of days has been a wonderful stroll down memory lane. And it's a long memory lane. We've known each other for 40 years. We went to West Point together. I started in 77. She started in 78. And then we served throughout our Army career together. We were lieutenants in Europe. We were captains, company commanders in Washington State, uh, where I live today. And uh, we were majors and lieutenant colonels in the Pentagon. Uh, then we were in uh, brigade and command over in uh, Germany. And then probably the uh, highlight of our time together was spending a year in Iraq from 2005 to 2006, where I was a commanding general. And Susan was my right-hand man, a woman. And uh, she was my chief of staff, uh, along with another friend, Sharon Duffy, who was the deputy commander. And, you know, we don't uh, always get to choose the path in front of us, but as Christians, we know that the Lord is in control. I always used to call God my assignments officer uh, because every request I put into the Army, I never received. So I just took that as I, I'm, I'm obviously, good thing I'm not in control because wherever I went, God sent me, which was 18 different places in 27 years. But throughout that time and throughout that journey, it was a bond of friendship, but it was a bond of faith and service. And so I like to refer to Susan as my, my uh, battle buddy, my spiritual battle buddy. And to this day, I have what I call my prayer warrior list. And she's on it, and you're on it, and her ministry's on it. And so these things are what keep us together. You know, in the epistle reading today, it really was about service, right? Because I believe the words were, we should not be idle. Now, I know you all know Sue. Is Sue idle? No. I mean, I, I don't think I'm idle either, but when we were walking the dog, I am definitely not as fast as she is, <laughs> right? But I mean, she's not idle. She's engaged. Um, and I think 
that the passage is trying to tell us that, but we don't have to be busy either. Because I know sometimes I can kind of get caught up in being really busy. I mean, some of my friends call me the busy lady. And I actually don't like that after reading the epistle because it needs to be about being engaged in meaningful and purposeful work, right? To be diligent about it, to put your heart and your mind into it. And I think, again, on Veterans Day, what a great passage because I believe that we were diligent about what we did in our service to our nation, that it was meaningful and it was purposeful. And, you know, I remind myself and others daily that, and we did it for our nation. We did it for all Americans, not the ones that just look like us, not the ones that voted like us, not the ones with the same faith as us, but we did it for all Americans because that's what we're supposed to be about, to love others, right, and to serve others. And so for me, a way to do that, to be intentional and deliberate about serving and leading, in the military, we wear dog tags. And so every single day, but we usually would run like physical training, right? We'd run four miles, do some push-ups and sit-ups, and then we'd go in and get take a shower and we'd put our uniform on. And when I would put my uniform on, I would grab my dog tags and I would look into the mirror and I would recite what was on my dog tags was the warrior ethos. And when I did that, I would look myself straight in the eye. I'll always place the mission first. I'll never accept defeat. I'll never quit. I'll never leave a fallen comrade. And the reason why I would look myself in the eye was because I knew that if I cannot look myself in the eye, I can't look you in the eye. And we were out last night at Beckwith, and several, several people shared with me why they love Susan. And it was for various reasons. But several said one of the reasons they love Susan as a leader of this church is because she looks you in the eye, that she's humble, that what you see is what you get, that when she's looking you in the eye, that she's totally paying attention to you. And I think this is, this is important with service to others. They need to know that we care, and that eye contact really makes a difference. And on my, on my um, dog tags, and I always tell people this is very personal, but on my dog tags, I also wore the shield of faith. Joshua 1.9, it was, it was inscribed on the one side of it. And I shared those with many, many people throughout the years. And in, in, in kind of, in general terms, what it says is, be strong and courageous, don't be terrified, you know, don't be discouraged, because wherever you go on your journey, God is with you. And Susan and I would tell you that even in combat, we were not fearful, because we know on this journey that death isn't the end. Death is the beginning. We go into eternal life because we have faith and we believe that Jesus died for us and he was resurrected for us. This is but a short period of time of what we have on earth. But this short period of time is important. The choices that we make are important. And so that Bible verse always reminded me that, that at the choices I make on a daily basis to this journey are very important. The word that was hard, for me to follow was, do not be discouraged. Because I would get discouraged. Sometimes I made bad decisions. Sometimes other people made bad decisions. I didn't always agree with some of the way things were going in the country, in the, you know, in politics or whatever. And so you get discouraged, but God tells us don't be discouraged. 
Instead, live by example. Serve your community. Be what right looks like. And, 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 and do it together. You know, we had a saying in the Army, one team, one fight. One team, one fight. And success is a team effort. And so I would wear those dog tags and, and recite the warrior ethos. And then I would look myself in the eye, and then I would put those over my head. And I would say, Becky, you need to go out and be the best person you can be today. I never said go out and be the best general. I'm certain Susan doesn't say go out and be the best priest. Because who we are is all that's on the inside, not what we wear on the outside. And so go out and be the best person that we can be today. Now, I think it was the gospel reading. I could have this mixed up, but the one about the destruction, right? Am I right, Susan? Gospel? Amen. There we go. This is our third service. Bear with me. (laughs) Yeah, things are going to fall apart on the journey. And there's probably not one person sitting in this room that hasn't had some part of their journey feel like it's falling apart. And for a variety of reasons, of which we could name for every person here a different reason. But I'm going to share a story about Susan when it talks about things falling apart on the journey. You're like, whoa, you're going to talk bad about our priest, are you? No, no, no. We were in Germany. Susan and I were in the same command. She worked for me. And Susan was hands down one of my greatest encouragers. And I have other encouragers, but she was right there in Germany. And I had a situation where I left the command that I was in. She was working for me. I put my one star on. I took a second command. And um, there was a gentleman who worked for me, a colonel. And he had been to Iraq for a year, came back to Germany, was in his second year, and knew that we were headed back to Iraq for his third year. And he came to me and he said, ma'am, I, um, well, I was in Iraq the first time my father died. I have 30 years in the service. Most colonels at 30 years have to retire. But he did not have to retire because he'd been enlisted. So his mandatory retirement was 32 years. He said, now we're here a year and we're going to go back to Iraq for my third year and my mother has Alzheimer's. And he says, I've served 30 years. I would very much like to retire. And I said, put your paperwork in. I will recommend approval. I was not the approving authority, but I will recommend approval. And he, and he says, okay, well, you're probably going to get some pushback because it violates be here all three years in Germany when you take your family. I said, don't worry about it. I'll take that on. And Susan helped me. She's like, you go, girl. You fight the bureaucracy, right? She's cheering me on. She, of course, she's not having to do it, but she's cheering me. <laughs> so, um, so I send the packet up. And my boss uh, had a two-star and a one-star who worked for him. They called me and said, that packet is not going into the three-star. He will kick us out of his office. And so I explained to them all the -the behind-the-picture stuff. And they still wouldn't do it. I said, send it back to me. I'll write a personal letter on it. And then you will take it in. You have to take it in. So they did. He kicked them out of their office, and then he kicked me out uh, out of his office. And he disapproved it. And I violated one of my leadership rules, which was when you're going to go in with something uh, that you disagree with, you better have a a recommendation or a solution on how to change it or fix it. So I hadn't given up. I went back to the United States, and I served on a promotion board. And when the promotion board was over, it's called Human Resources Command, I went upstairs to where they do all the assignments for the colonels. And so I have a situation. 
here's all the cards on the table. I need a colonel because I want m this gentleman, I want Mike to be able to retire. And so after we looked at all the possible logistics colonels in the Army, whose name came up? Susan's. But they let me know that she already had a, an approved retirement, and I already knew that she had been accepted to go to seminary. I said, that's okay. That's who I'll take. And they were like, well, then you can tell her. <laughs> I said, no problem. When I get back to Germany, I will tell Susan. So I call Susan. I get back to Germany, and I say, Susan, I've got some good news, some bad news, and some really bad news. I said, which do you want first? She said, give me the good news. I said, the good news is we won. Mike gets to retire. And she's like, you go, girl, right? Yeah. And then there's a pause. What's the bad news? You know, you know Susan, right? What's the bad news? Oh, the bad news. The bad news is you are his replacement. What? You know, you can't do that. I have my, I have my retirement approved. And, you, you know, I grew up Baptist. You don't understand. You know, the, I, I, I'm accepted into seminary. And I had to go through all this process with the church and, and discernment and all these other things. And she said, you know, I, this just might not happen again. I said, ye of little faith, right? You know, a little bit of my Pentecostal grandmother was coming out of me, you know. Ye of little faith. I said, the journey, God's got the plan. He's in charge. Accept it. You're going to come be my chief of staff. She said, well, wait a minute. What's the really bad news? I said, oh, the really bad news, we're going to war together in Iraq. <laughs> a little bit of silence on the phone. I said, well, let's go back to the really good news. You'll have much, much more material for your sermons. And then, of course, as you know, we came back. She went to, she retired. She got to go to seminary, and she's here with you. So sometimes on the journey, the answer is not no. The answer is not now or not yet, right? And we just have to, we have to be stronger in our faith through these things. I have no doubt that being in, in combat made me a stronger Christian soldier. I also know for a fact that I can't quite imagine being in Iraq without Susan as one of my right-hand leaders. And I wear a, a necklace, and it says faith on it. And there are people that want to go with you, and they want to support you, family members, other sisters and brothers in Christ, and they can't go with you, and you, and you but you want to stay connected. And I, I gave this to seven of my most wonderful, faithful friends, my mom, my best friend, Sheila, my, my AIDS mother, uh, Susan Alexander, and I gave this necklace to all those folks, and then they carried a prayer warrior list, and they kept us, kept praying for us the entire time we were in Iraq, whether we could tell them what was going on or not. And I have no doubt in my mind that those are the things that sustained us when we were going through some really hard times. And the other thing I would say is it really was a great training ground for Susan. But Susan touched my life in a very significant way. Every single morning in Iraq, Susan handed me a three-by-five card with a Bible verse on it. Every single morning. And I have all of them. And my intent was to put them in a leather journal and give them to her today, but it didn't happen. So maybe in the next 10 years, I can bring that back. I gave her, it motivated, kind of inspired me to give her something back, which was I gave her one every Sunday. And I just reminded her I had a lot more responsibility. I could not do it every day. <laughs> All in great fun. Every Sunday we would get to that little bit of personal time where we could walk to chapel together. 
where we could worship together, where we could go over to the hospital and visit the wounded together. There weren't a lot of moments of personal time because there was a lot going on. But for those moments, as Susan knows, I treasure and I believe strengthened me as a Christian. And through all that, God was our hope. And I think that really comes out in that scripture. God is hope. And caring for others, we give them hope. And so in honor of Veterans Day, when we honor really service, maybe it will nudge all of us and encourage all of us to be better servants for all. And so I thank you very much for letting me